One of the things I love to do is to help young adults figure out how to have a healthy and happy family. A lot of young people these days, they haven't had the models that they long for to be a amazing husband, to be a wonderful wife, to establish a happy and godly family that honors God together. And so they don't know where to go. That's why on Saturday, August the 1st at 10 a.m., I'm going to be hosting a end of the summer virtual summit, a virtual internship for young people that is going to cover all the basic foundations and how to be a man of God, how to be a young woman of God, how to have your relationship be established in Christ. If you already are in a relationship, how to then make sure that your foundation is strong so that your relationship, your marriage, and ultimately your family will truly bless God and have a successful future for you and those to come. And so all you have to do is just register at davidtrigg.com slash internship, davidtrigg.com slash internship. The virtual summit will happen Saturday, August the 6th from 10 to 11 a.m. And in that hour, you're going to build relationships, really learn more about what it means to be a godly man, a godly young person, a godly couple. If you're a young single uh, girl, lady, then you're gonna learn more about the kind of man that God wants you to be in relationship with. And if you are already married or maybe you have someone that you're dating that's not your husband or, or maybe you are in a relationship with someone and you want to get married, then we're going to help you find out how to establish a very strong biblical foundation. Maybe you've been through a divorce. Maybe you have children that are from uh, past relationships. We're going to help you to find peace and a new roadmap that is a, a strong roadmap so that you can accomplish your dreams as a family, as a couple, as a is an amazing young Christian family that can really bless the world. So make sure you go to davidtree.com slash internship and sign up for this virtual summit, which is happening Saturday, August the 6th at 10 a.m. Thank you again for being here. And now let's get into the show. everybody. Welcome back to the Trick Passive Joy. It goes to TV on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. It is almost 5 o'clock, excuse me, almost 4 p.m. here on Tuesday, July 26th. Welcome back to my channel. Welcome back to this episode. Talking today about why purity, excuse me, why purity culture is toxic and what to do instead. Purity culture is toxic and what to do instead. I was watching a couple of TikToks and reels that some friends sent me that were very encouraging to a lot of these young people, especially young women, as they're trying to maybe get, um, maybe to redo their relationships. Perhaps they've been in relationships that were sexually active, that had a lot of maybe compromise in the area of purity, culture, and sexuality, and being uh, sexually active without maybe that relationship, without um, maybe even consent, perhaps feeling that the young girl had to do some of these things to keep the man happy or be in relationship, especially when it happens in the church, or what I really mean is among people of faith, young Christian, young men and women. And so... And especially when there's pain and trauma and bad, a bad past or bad relationships, then of course, 
it only seems natural for that young person, young lady, that young man to then want to become pure and to basically align their lives with purity culture, meaning no intercourse, no sex before marriage, to basically redo maybe their relationships once again so they can have peace, so they can feel holy, they can feel that they're doing the right thing in the eyes of God. All those are great things, of course. Now, what I don't... Well, let me put it this way. The the problem with purity culture is that it's another set of rules that you cannot keep. And anything, the Bible's clearly clear in that anything that, that opposes the spirit, it kills you. Anything that is of this world, it kills. The law kills, but the spirit destroys, or grace, or love. The spirit kills, but love builds, is what I mean to say. And so anytime that an author, a Christian author, maybe a speaker or someone, an author, someone on YouTube that is someone that you respect, comes online and starts talking about, I don't mean starts talking, but that is teaching kind of this hard line of do's and don'ts around sexuality and purity culture, it's really setting you up to fail once again. There should be teaching, guidance, mentorship, I want my kids to remain pure until marriage. That's what every parent wants. That's what I wanted. That's what I, my wife and I, just a moment of our own story, we were pure. We did wait until marriage to be sexually inactive. And that is something that to this day, 27 years and two of dating, that's 29, almost 30 years later, it is one of the most beautiful things that... We have because, and I can get into that here later, because I think it sets up more than anything honesty in a relationship. What it doesn't, what it doesn't intend to do, what it didn't do, is create perfection. Instead, when you are in a mindset of, and we did wear the purity rings and we had purity bracelets and those tools helped us because we were engaged for two years. No, we were dating, we dated for two years, engaged for six months. And so you might be in a long-term relationship, you might, be, you might see your boyfriend, girlfriend every day, and you have these, these basic um, physical attraction, and, and the man and the woman, all these things that are natural, that are, that are pleasurable, intended for, for good. Just read the book of Solomon, right? It's Song of Solomon's. There's good in a sexual relationship, in, in physical contact, in protection, in safety, in security, in love. What... A book on, let's say the book back in the 80s, I Kiss Dating Goodbye, or many other speakers that are now, once again, bringing up the purity culture, purity culture, what it can tend to do, if you're not careful, is it can set you up to fail. Because now you're living your life by a set of man-made rules. Those things, of course, are biblically based. Of course, any author, speaker is going to go out there and, of course, use scripture to talk about that we shouldn't be unequally yoked. But then what they, build off, what they build off of that is a whole set of rules that goes way above and beyond what the Bible says, or even what you know to be true. And so then you're now, as I said, kind of like what happened to the people of Israel, now you're keeping 660 laws versus just 10. It, it just goes overboard. And then as a young person, because you had some bad experiences, of course you're going to want to give it your best. 
you're going to say, I'm never going to kiss. I'm never going to stay overnight. I'm never going to do these things. I'm never going to be out late. And you're just thinking of it more kind of like guts and glory, white knuckling it, all basically up to your flesh. It's not just the flesh that has to be changed. It's the spirit. The spirit has been changed by the blood of Jesus, by the grace of God. What I recommend instead is community, vulnerability. That's truly the only way that's biblical. Community is the biblical principle. The biblical principle and, and teaching of the Bible isn't being a lone ranger and white-knuckling your way to heaven. That's, 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 uh, that's legalism. That's antichrist. That's antithetical to the gospel. The gospel is unity, love, sharing. If you're in relationship with a man, a young man, a young woman, and if you're hiding that relationship from, let's say, your church, then of course you're going to now have to, on your own, be super strong or perfect. Or if you, quote, screw up, you're going to now have to deal with that. And then later you're going to get kicked out of the church and now you're ostracized for two years until you get your life right. It's all set up as a system of failure and of do's and don'ts. That's what we left behind in the law, under the law. Now we are living in community under the principle of mutual accountability, of mutual support, of honesty. And I think that's what is going to help young people and old people, mentors as us, like myself and others. Together, we need more relationship, more community. Imagine, back to my example, if you had a young couple that brought their girlfriend over to, the, to their parents' house. Isn't that really what every parent wants? The, the young person may not want that because, now here come the problems, right? I was coaching a, a, a young family, a mom my age, and then their young daughter. They were going through so many problems. She was sleeping with multiple guys. The guys were into drugs. The mom was out there trying to defend her daughter, but the daughter didn't want to listen. She was enjoying, enjoying this relationship. So I began to coach them. There's a, there was a lot of stuff that the young girl was going through that dealt with issues of abandonment and fear of basically of not having a loving father because she went through a lot of trauma with as a young girl and she didn't, felt, she didn't feel loved. And then financial issues that her parents were going through, it created this vacuum for her. And church was just a place where she just did things. She volunteered, she served, she did, did, and she only showed up when she was doing things at the church. Never did anyone see her with her boyfriend, with relationships, until it was too late. And here comes a pregnancy, and now we have to kind of deal with the baby and multiple men, multiple problems. And as I counsel this family, the, the only thing that really helped as well as, of course, together with a lot of tools and understanding of trauma and, and science of the mind and biology of the mind, of the body, personality styles. But truly, it wasn't until we had honesty. What does the Bible say? That perfect love casts out all fear. The reason why, from Adam and Eve, why we have problems in sexual, in physical, and in love relationships because of fear, because we hide from each other, we hide from God, we hide from our community. And so the answer, the antidote is not purity culture. 
that's still kind of a one-man show. You and white knuckling it, and you and you're going to hang on until you, until you get married, and hopefully then everything will be just perfect. None of that is true. What we all need is more relationship, more conversation. What I advise to, well, that one family went through other problems, but what I advise to another couple that was going through similar things is that they would come to church together and actually be in relationship with the rest of the church. Because then people could say, hey, you're making out in the back of the church like all the time. Shouldn't you be ushering or helping with the kids or listening to the sermon? And it's not even about those do's and don'ts, but see, that's way better than kids running or doing the same things in private because then it goes downhill quickly. Things can still go downhill quickly, even with relationship. Imagine when you're alone or you're just doing it based on videos or YouTube or just wanting to be really strong and you have no one that is actually helping you and who you're honest with. The biblical principle is unity, love, relationship, mentorship, transparency, equipping of the body of Christ. Where your church teachers, coaches like myself, your parents are teaching you how to have healthy relationships, inviting your girlfriend over for dinner, getting to know, being in the car with them, <laughs> not to be that kind of crazy dad, but to give your parents, I'm not talking about chaperoning everything. I mean, if you're like 35, my goodness, right? But I'm talking about relationship that is ongoing. That's what was lost at with Adam and Eve in Eden it was transparency, relationship with each other. There was no community back then, but with community, let's say, with, I guess, the trees and the animals, but mostly with each other and with God, they began to hide from each other and from God. And they realized that they were naked. It's talking about sexuality. It's talking about being vulnerable with your partner. What, what lasts in a relationship is honesty, not rules. Now, rules can help. Rochelle and I, we have commitments. Dating once a month or when we were younger and we had a lot more free time is every week to have devotionals every morning, coffee time. Whenever there are problems among us or within ourselves, honesty, conversation, we've been through therapy, counseling, life coaching, mentorship. That's why we're able to be here at 30 years in and have a growing, healthy relationship, including things inside and outside the home, all the things that we dealt with when we were young, we still deal with them now. But we have these tools, and most of all, we have the grace of God, we have relationship, and we're always looking for that. Okay, who can, be, who can we be in relationship with? I have mentors, people my age, people older, she does the same thing. Of course, we have disciples, people, young people that we mentor. And we're all, I'm even looking right now, I'm thinking, I think there's a couple of men that I really enjoy. I think I'm going to hang out with them and just say, hey, can we be open about pornography, sexual issues, temptations, anger, overspending, whatever the issues may be, overeating, I mentioned that, whatever it is, the things, and, and as I said, these are not like secrets, right? These are the same things that humanity deals with every day since the beginning of time, and you and I deal with every day. And now, because of polyamorous and, and non-gender and all of these things that have become so normal 
everyone's gay now. Everyone is homosexual. Everyone is poly- polyamorous or in open relationships, meaning that's what we're exposed to daily. Add to that to the add to that the, the pandemic, and now a young man is like, well, am I really a man or am I a woman? What does it mean to be a biblical man? What does it mean to be a biblical woman? Does it mean that I am a liberal person, a conservative person? Does that even matter? What does it mean to actually be biblical and be above all those things? It can be so confusing, but it really isn't because what we want and what God put in our hearts is still the same. Love, safety, relationship, security, unity, peace. No one wants to have a third person in your bedroom. It doesn't make any sense no matter how open you are or how you're supposed to work through your trust issues. (laughs) It, It explodes every time. Every time. We see it from A to Z, Hollywood to your neighbor to your own family members. It falls apart. Everyone is, is lesbian. Everyone is trying new things in this political, violent, slash... And then you have all the Trump and the crazy kind of, like I said, hyper-Christian people that are trying to, because of fear, because of they see a problem. And this is why I agree. There is a problem. But then they go, a lot of it is personality, they go to the extremes of wanting to drag people to do the right thing. Really, they're just trying to drag themselves to do the right thing because they're afraid of their own fallacies and their own weaknesses. Because we all know that we're weak, right? I know what my weaknesses are. So I could come on here and say, hey, be strong, be strong, be perfect. I'm going to just do this because I'm trying to cover up for my own weaknesses, my own vulnerabilities. Instead, what the Bible teaches and what life has taught me and what I've seen help people more than anything is grace, love, relationship, truth, guidance in a context of the Me Too movement, as I call it, meaning, you know what, I deal with the same thing, Me Too. Let's seek counsel together. Let's seek God. Let's bring your girlfriend over to church. Let's serve together. Let's become friends before we're making out in the back of the van. Let's allow, invite people to be my mentor. And sometimes because of things with parents and and we haven't had those examples, or maybe you grew up with just your grandma or your parents because of many issues dealt with alcohol issues or whatever it is, or maybe you yourself don't feel like you even are a great parent, but you're trying to do the right thing. Don't do it alone. It's not about purity culture, nor is it about perfect culture, nor is it about unpurity culture and just let everything go and like i said everyone's just now gay or polyamorous or i'm trans or i'm i'm i don't even know what i am all that is just simply confusion and it goes against what you really want which is safety security love peace relationship with god and others in a in our loving relationship that is safe and that lasts a lifetime and then you have children who honor and respect you who you can provide for and that you can live happily ever after truly that is not the american dream that is god's dream and every young man wants to serve and open the door for their for their 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 woman and every woman wants to look beautiful and to provide and to be strong and to be a courageous individual with the safety of that male and because of many reasons we the devil and really just our own fleshly desires we say well maybe i'm going to sleep around and open my relationship maybe that'll bring some sizzle back, or maybe that's what I really need. And you ruin and destroy everything that you have worked so hard for. Really, not even that. You ruin really what you yourself actually want. I listen to so many podcasts, millennial podcasts, and Life of a... What is it? 
manifesting in law of attraction to to understand the millennial especially mindset and even gen z and how they're processing sexuality violence trump and and left and right and whatever right all these things that are abortion and world versus weight i love to listen to all of it and, and there's so much really just sadness that i see young people or some that are now 40s that are just lost they don't know what they're doing they're saying well maybe this will help me maybe this will change my life maybe this and or some of them become hyper spiritual they're, they're they go into this place of being the super christian or the super hindu or the super yoga master or, or, or yogi or the super uh, fitness person or a super enneagram person or the super personality type or the super counseling or the super they, they try to become these superheroes to cover up their own brokenness their own shame that's what adam and eve did it says in the bible that when they realized they were naked they hid from each other and they found leaves to cover up their nakedness it's what we do when we realize that that our own design uh, has been broken then we cover up by trying all these things or some people go to anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, addictions, drinking, giving in to all kinds of sadness, video games, pornography. I was listening to a podcast of a grown man. I think he's 50. Just broke up with his girlfriend of 10 years because of his addiction to pornography and video games. A 50-year-old man, pornography and video games. This is not a 20-year-old kid or a 14-year-old kid. This is a grown man in a 10-year relationship that just ended their relationship. He slept around, she slept around. They opened their relationship, blah, 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 because of his addiction to pornography and and um, and video games. And she, before this relationship, she was in a threesome. And even then, she's very honest, because, you know, women tend to be more honest and more vulnerable with what didn't work. She would often say, you know what, that was a mess. That was horrible to have two men. And that's why she committed to this one person, but then he had this addiction. So we don't go around saying, oh, terrible. No, instead we say, come, let's talk. Let's, let's seek the counsel of God, of godly people, of people that are imperfect just like me, but that are, that are together with us, encouraging us, teaching us skills, marriage classes. We have a marriage class coming up in a few weeks, these videos that I do, but it's not even about one person. It's about a community. And it's really about the spiritual community called the body of Christ, the church of Jesus Christ. There is no perfect church. But find one that isn't about politics or religion or about uh, money or about some sort of superstar pastor. Find one that is about brokenness, brokenness, and grace. Brokenness, brokenness, and grace. And try to avoid all the rules that are out there. The people that are selling a million books and videos and courses and stuff to help you become this perfect young person. They're trying to appeal to your brokenness and to your desire to do the right thing because you know that what happened last year or three years ago wasn't right. I've been in those relationships too, and I wish I had had guidance. But what I'm glad I didn't have when I was in my 20s was someone saying, these are the 10 things you have to do, else you are going to hell. No, no, no. That's why people have left the church. That by the grace of God, we have so many young people now returning to God. And we got to just simply keep giving this gospel of love, unity, transparency, honesty, relationship, mentorship, guidance. Imagine if the church was a place of discipleship once again. <laughs> and mentorship, not just about growth and about 
whatever being cool and hip, but about true relationship and discipleship. That's what changed my life was discipleship. And then from there came my gifts that came out, evangelizing and worship and teaching and preaching out of that relationship because I came broken to the church, living a double, triple life, living in all these things that weren't honoring to God. And I knew it, but I had no relationship. I hid all these things. And sometimes I hid them in, in plain view, as they say. And yet no one came into my life to say, David, what's going on? I had people outside of the church, teachers and mentors and even doctors who would say to me, you really need to change your lifestyle, young man. I was like 20, 21. Imagine now, it's not going to be a YouTube video who's going to give you hope. It's not even going to be the church. I was in church. I was involved. I was serving in all these ways. And I was a great Christian young leader. It wasn't until I had mentors who really cared for me, who came and intersected my life in community, in relationship. And that's what I established ever since. That's, why, that's what I brought into my marriage. And that's why our marriage, 30 years in, is a growing, successful, imperfect, perfect, grace-filled marriage, filled with love and kindness, and always aware that any day things can change. And so you have to always be aware of your tools, your resources, your commitments, and that relationship, always never hiding. In my era, we had our family. My parents never divorced. My grandmother and, and her husband, they went through a lot of stuff. But my parents and uncles and a lot of my family members, they were my examples. But I would say we were the last generation that had that. Ever since then, we've had examples of broken marriages and multiple this and multiple kids and multiple men and all of the brokenness. And it, a lot of that is because of the hiding. And so come into the light. Be in relationship. Come to this training that I'm going to do. That's uh, I'm going to do two two things. One is a virtual one, and one is an in-person one. I think it's Saturday, August the sixth. I'm going to have an actual. My Rochelle and I. No, no, no. It's the seventh. Yeah, Sunday. We're going to have an actual in-house here at our home marriage class, and so you can sign up for that if you're in the area. And then the day before, that Saturday, I'm going to have a virtual summit, where we're going to be talking about very similar things, but just virtually online to you who may be close but you can't make it or maybe you're not close etc it's going to be at 10 a.m 10 to 11 on saturday august the 6th 10 a.m 10 to 11 a.m and then we have baptisms that afternoon i'm pumped about that and you can sign up at davidtrader.com slash internship davidtrader.com slash internship at the bottom of this video so you can sign up for this virtual summit and you can be a part of this amazing internship. Just It's just a one-hour training. And then you have the opportunity, excuse me, to sign up for a three-week, three-month, or six-month internship where you are a part of our family, you could say, our spiritual virtual family. And you can then build upon the foundation that you have in Christ. So I'm excited about that, and I can't wait. So please sign up. Share this video with your friends. Thank you again for being here, and I will see you next time.